good. Absolutely. Stand up so you can the rest of your life. Yes. Tell us what God's done for you. Um, he's put me here to begin my walk with him. And he saved me from alcohol two years ago. Good God, isn't Yes, he is. Come this way, sweetie. We're going to go this way, sweetie. So great and grateful. Well, Brenda, do you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ? Yes, I do. Now, so then the rest of your life? Yes, I do. Good. Tell us what God's done for you so far. God, my Father in heaven, I'm sorry, no matter what I've been through and no matter what I've done, has always been there to hold my hand and bring me out of my sins. And I just want to give him, I just want to walk with him. And give him my heart. And you don't know how that blesses Paul and myself. Well, upon your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then now I'm going to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
some guys someplace. Well, these guys have, uh, some's completed the program, some are in the middle of it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's not an easy thing to go through our program. We had a guy that called and wanted to know if he could be part of our program in Long Beach, California. I don't know how he heard about us. But he said, we heard, I heard about you, and I want to come up there and be part of your program. Great. So he came up, and he walked in, and so he was talking to one of the staff, and uh, he said, is this a no-smoking place? Yeah. And so uh, he said, yeah, and you know, as part of the program, you have to quit smoking. He said, that's it. And turned around and walked out from Long Beach, California. <laughs> and, you know, and so many people are that way. I want to serve God, but it's on my terms and my way, and if not, forget it. You know, and if you're going to serve God, you better surrender all the mess and let God take control of your life. And if you do, it's amazing what he does as you walk with him. Okay. Well, Eric, good morning. Good morning. You all relaxed and calm? I, yes, I am now, <laughs> yes. Well, Eric, do you um, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ with all your heart? I do. Do you plan on work, walking for him for the good of the rest, for the rest of your life? I do. Okay. And so um, tell us what God has done for you so far. I came back to Aberdeen because I wanted to kill myself. And instead, I found that I had a, I was hungry. And so I went to the mission to get something to eat. And instead my heart was filled with God's love and his forgiveness I let fear dictate my life to me forever and now I'm letting love dictate my life to me the love of Jesus and God and amen thank you Eric upon your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ go ahead and put your hands up put your hands up I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs> you get the double dose. <laughs> you get getting the double dose. It's only slippery on the bottom. Yes. <laughs> you, better, you better pull your glasses off, bud. Yeah, you <laughs> well, good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? Good. Good. Well, Jamie, Jamie, how long has Jamie been with you? Almost a year. Actually, a year. Yes, I do. You plan on walking with him for the rest of your life? Yes, I do. Good. Well, tell us what God's done for you. 
he's actually opened my mind and heart to what he wants me to do next. Good. Good. Praise God. Well, Jamie, based upon your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> All right. step gets him. Yep. Well, good morning. Good morning. Every time I see you without your hat on, I go, who is that guy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, how's it going? It's going good. Good. Well, do you believe in, in the Lord Jesus Christ with all your heart? I do. I do. Tell us what God's done for you. He's brought me a lot of peace, and he's let me know to be still and know that he is God. Praise God. Well, Jamie, uh, physical being as well as a spiritual part um, what you accepted the Lord when he was in prison yes and it's been back and forth and back and forth he came in the other day and we sat and talked for a while and we went over some stuff and we began to pray he'd been having some problems with his heart brought on by the anger and bitterness that he had so we began to pray, and God began to set him free. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Hallelujah. Have you had any more problems with your heart? Uh, no. Good. Uh, how are you doing with loading and unloading the truck? You still can't? Um, I'm a little, I, I'm, it's getting better. Getting better. Amen. God's healing you. Amen. And it's amazing the things that happen when the people get saved and how God changes and he heals all part of us. Whenever Christ, the Bible, the word tells us that by his stripes you are healed. And I thank God he didn't say, well, you will be or you shall be. He says, you are healed. Amen. And, you know, and it didn't pay for just physical healing, but emotional, spiritual healing also. And he sets us free. And Jesus said that he is a counselor and prince of peace. And praise God, that's who he is. So, Matt, upon your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Sorry about that, Doug. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Watch that first step. That'll get you. Paul, he's coming on like 25 minutes. I just came in. Just came in. Um. He was, he was kind of a tough guy. And uh, he also was full of anger. Um, he, uh, he had gotten saved, and then he went back and got drugs, started dealing drugs, and 
really, well, he, he taped up the guy to a chair and almost pistol whipped him to death. So he went to prison, got out of prison. And he came in, and uh, my assistant was talking with him, and she came and said, Jerry, you need to really see this guy. He said he's sitting there sobbing, and uh, he, needs, he needs to see you. So he came in, and uh, we talked for a bit, and he went over some things, and so I began to pray for him, and God began to set him free. So I, uh, about three or four days later, I asked him to come back in and see me, and he said, I can't believe it. I don't know what happened. I can't understand it. He said, but the anger is completely gone. He, his wife had tried to stay with him, but she couldn't. And so finally she left him, and he, she was living with another guy. And he was, that was really upsetting. And uh, he said, and he came, whenever he came in and told me about this, he said, but I should have been rejoicing because she found a guy that really loves her loves my kids and is taking care of them he said I apologize to her and he said she said well thank you he said no I want to really apologize I am sorry and he said God is doing something in my life he said the anger is gone and that if you you know so many of us walk around with anger and and it controls us but God will set you free of that if you'll just seek help and let God heal you. Amen. So, Sammy. What you up to, bud? How you doing? Huh? I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Good. Well, Sam, do you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ with all your heart? Yes, I do. Do you, uh, you intend to walk with him the rest of your life? Yes, I do. He showed me the book of Romans, which I really like, since uh, my family helped build Rome, and we're about 4,000 years old in France. Praise God. Um, and I like the book a lot, so I'm glad they wrote it. Uh, Sam was raised in a home that uh, was of the Jehovah's Witness faith. And uh, so he accepted the Lord and began to read. And he said, well, this is what I heard, what I was taught. It's different. It's new. And he's been reading and studying an awful lot. And it's wonderful to see what God is doing in this life. Amen. Praise God. So, Sam, do you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ with all your heart and soul? Yes, I do. And walk with him for the rest of your life? Yes, I do. Okay. Well, Sam, based upon your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. Amen. Oh, praise God. Amen. All right, well, while they're putting the platform back together, we'll go ahead and just do the announcements. How's that sound? Hallelujah. Now, Jenny wants the announcements. <laughs> We'll just go ahead and get these done while they're putting the platform back up. All right, there's an all, you can bring me that paper right there. We have a few birthdays, Kitty, 
all dressed pretty and green today for 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 her fall colors has a birthday Larry Warren back over here he got a birthday Gary Rowell over there somewhere he got a birthday and Sherry Harvey has a birthday Gary's back there he got a birthday and then Larry and Krista have a anniversary on the 13th so congratulations to you too amen so uh, and then the Roadrunners um, Okay, so September 24th, not the 28th. Mark that in your 1 o'clock here. And it's a 50s theme, so you've got to be 15 over to do the 50s theme. So there you go. So, <laughs> so that's coming up. And then um, there's the uh, prayer for your city on September 28th at 7.30 to 8 o'clock at Heron Street and G. So if you want to go and pray with the city, be part of the community-wide prayer thing, that's going on. And then, um, yeah, another nap. Welcome, Papa Floyd. Amen. So, and then uh, when we get done worshiping, then we'll pray. Hallelujah. God. Isn't it wonderful to see what God does? I mean, there's nothing he cannot fix. I don't care what it is. God can fix anything if we just give him the opportunity to do so. And that's just it. And you know, he paid the price. He paid the bill. And all we have to do is enjoy the mercy and the grace that's freely available to us. And that's the wonderful thing about it. And uh, like I say, words cannot express or, or even understand the depths of God's love. It's a love that is something that is beyond human comprehension. Just It just is. And uh, But it's wonderful. God changes our lives. He fixes things, makes it a better life all the way around. We start walking with him. We're not, he's not depriving us of anything. He's just opening us to all the really wonderful things there is available through him and with him. Amen? Well, let's see if we can...
we'll get to this area. Praise the Lord. Jesus Christ, I think upon your sacrifice, you became nothing, poured out to death. Many times I've wondered at your gift of life, I'm in that place once again. And I'm in that place once again. upon the cross where you died. I'm humbled by your mercy and I'm broken inside. Once again I thank you. Once again I pour out my life. Now you are exalted to the highest place. King of the heavens, one day I'll bow, but for now, I marvel at this saving grace, and I'm full of praise once again, and I'm full of praise once again, once again I look upon the cross where you died.
been held in your hands from the moment that I wake up until I lay my head I will sing of the goodness of God I love you Lord I love you Lord oh your mercy never fails me
running after. It's running after. All my life you have been Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Lord, I thank you that no matter what kind of day we have, week we have, Lord, Lord, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, I thank you that you have good plans for your people, plans to prosper them, to give them a hope and a future. And Lord, right now we lift up the body of Christ, those who are not able to be here. We lift up Millie, we lift up Margot, Lord, we lift up Maggie. Lord, we just ask that you would touch them by the grace of God. We pray for Evelyn right now, Lord, and ask for your Holy Spirit just to bring healing and strength right now. Lord, I pray for my friends David and Michelle. Lord, I pray that you would continue to touch them, Lord, in that grief and heal the brokenhearted. Lord, for every need that is represented here, Lord, we just commit those needs knowing that, Lord, your intention for your people is to do them good all the days of their life. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you, worship team. Good to be together here in the house of the Lord and just want to welcome you here to Neighborhood Church. Thank you, men, so much. And thank you, worship team. We'll be down here. It'll be fine. Appreciate it so much. Well, good morning. Good to see your smiley faces here, and I trust that you've been having a good week and a good start to the new week. And uh, just want to thank once again all the workers that helped out with the painting. Doug and Bonnie uh, took off, I believe, on Thursday morning uh, on their next adventure, and so we just appreciate the, all those again who were able to help uh, just make the project come together. So, the title for my message this morning is "Back to the Basics." back to the basics, four key areas that if we will allow the Holy Spirit to do a work on us, that you know what, God sometimes has to bring us and remind us of just the fundamentals and the basics. I'm not much of a sports person, but if you watch football or basketball or baseball, there's a few of you here like to watch sports, maybe one or two, but you know what, sometimes the coach reminds those players. I think, you know, I'm kind of dating myself a little bit as far as dating how old, but I think about Michael Jordan, and I don't know how many thousands of free throws that guy threw long before he ever played in the NBA, but 
just practicing those fundamentals, those basics. Sometimes if you get away from them, things begin to go a little haywire. In our Christian walk and development with the Lord, sometimes it's the most basic areas of our life that if we will allow the Lord to work in us, God will do amazing things. The first area that I want to bring up this morning is in the area of absolute surrender. Gary brought this up with one of the baptism candidates who was going to leave the program. You know, if, if God's not working on my terms, then maybe I'm not going to serve the Lord. But you know what? All of us in this room at one time or another could be guilty of that. Lord, if things aren't going my way, then Lord, I'm just not going to do it. But you know what? We don't serve God on our terms. We serve God on his terms. In the Lord's Prayer, Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 through 10, Jesus said, In this manner, therefore, pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In your walk with the Lord, there will be a daily challenge of, are you going to follow after your will or after God's will? I will tell you, there will be moments when it will be very easy to choose the will of the Lord, to serve him. There will be other times where you will need to spend time in prayer. Jesus went to the Garden of Gethsemane, and it was such an intense battle in prayer that he had to win that battle through prayer as he submitted his will to the Lord Jesus Christ. As I said before the baptism, some people were mentioning before the service that, you know what, the enemy tries to stir up agitation, just throws all these emotions at us before baptism or any spiritual significant time in our life. And the reason why, it is a spiritual battle. The only way that you're going to win that battle is through the place of prayer, of realizing, Lord, I want to seek after you. And Lord, if my will is being pushed to the front, the only way I can get my will pushed to the back is through surrender and prayer to say, Lord, I want your will to be done, not my will. Jesus said in John chapter 4, verse 34, he said, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. God's will provides spiritual nourishment for your life. And so as you surrender to him, you will find that as you walk in God's will, it just provides energy, it provides contentment, it provides peace. Jesus was hungry before he made this statement, but when he got doing the will of his father, he was ministering to the woman at the well, all of a sudden his desire for natural food just went flying out the window. Why? Because he didn't live for the things of the natural world. He lived to do the will of God. James chapter 4 verse 7 says, Therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. When you are in the middle of temptation, the only solution, the primary solution, is to submit yourself to the Lord Jesus Christ. Back in the early 90s and 2000s, there was a lot of talk about spiritual warfare, and you need to bind principalities and powers and go, you know, have this warfare prayer against the enemy. And I don't want to get into all that right now, but I will say this, if you're not submitted to God first, I don't care how many prayers you pray, it isn't going to work. Your place of safety is in the place of surrender to the will of God. To say, Lord, if Jesus only could find safety in the will of God, that is where I find safety too. And so absolute surrender to God's will will bring about a wonderful change in your life. And even if you've been walking with the Lord for a number of years, I said this here a couple of weeks ago when I was preaching a message about um, courageous preparation. 
And I said, I don't care if you've been here for 20 or 30 years. If you are living based upon your experience from 20 or 30 years ago, you need to get renewed and revived in the Lord and back to that place of surrender. Because not one of us in here graduates in our spiritual walk with the Lord until that trumpet sounds. Does that make sense? I've been serving God for 20 or 30 years, or you gave your heart to the Lord 20 or 30 years ago. What is the Lord doing in your heart today? God wants to do something in your heart today. I am so thrilled to see these new people who have been baptized and God's doing a new work in their life. What will encourage them, I'll say it again, is as they can hear, what is God doing in you today? Even after five years, 10 years, 20 years, is God still doing something new? Why do people go to alcohol and drugs? Why do they do that? They keep looking for a, new, a newer high, something to numb the pain. Numb all the torment and all the memories and all the things. They need to know that there is something much greater than anything that man can produce through drugs or alcohol. And what is the source of healing? Jesus Christ. They're not looking just, though, for a ticket to heaven. We'll just say this quick prayer and nothing's going to happen and you'll be just like me. Maybe they don't want to be just like you. (laughs) You know what? If you receive Jesus and have a living relationship with him, you know what? You go through mountaintops and you will have valley experiences. But you know what? The Christian walk is to be from glory to glory. There is intended to be a transformation process that takes place in our life that you are growing each day, week, month, year after year, becoming more and more like Jesus. And so I want to challenge even the oldest saint in here. How is your surrender to the will of God? Are you surrendering in new areas of your life to the Lord? It could be hopes, it could be dreams, it could be desires, it could be routines. Everybody say routines. We're creatures of habit. And I will tell you, you can become routinely enslaved to your routine, so to say, and become comfortable in that, and God may want to upset your your apple cart completely. I was reminded this morning as I was praying about the children of Israel when they came out of slavery 400 years in Egypt and when they got into the wilderness and they got into some difficult times, they would rather go back to slavery than change. And so I'm not addressing simply the new believers. I'm addressing those who are the oldest in here to challenge us to say, Lord, how am I surrendering in my life to you? Am I surrendering daily, completely? Here, Jesus, after three years of ministry, he hadn't arrived, he hadn't graduated. Here he is, the son of the living God, anointed with the Holy Spirit. He is the living embodiment of the word itself. And yet even he had that huge challenge in the garden to surrender his will to his heavenly father. Well, I've been serving God for 20, 30 years, and it's just easy peasy. Maybe you're not doing it right if it's easy peasy. Your walk with the Lord should be a new daily challenge, new weekly challenge, new areas of growth. If it's not new challenges and new growth, you're in cruise control. God wants to challenge your will, your desires, your routine. Why? What is he looking for? He's looking for fruit, and he's looking for souls. God's looking for fruit, and he is looking for souls. I want to ask you a question. If you had to live and literally eat from the harvest, spiritual harvest of what is taking place in your life, could you survive? What if we had to have our own farms? 
and there's no more Walmart, there's no more Safeway, there's no more Thriftway, no more grocery stores, and literally what you're having, you're going to eat this winter and this spring and this summer is whatever grew this past summer and fall. Think about this spiritually now in your spiritual growth and development. What if we took that attitude and our spiritual attitude with the Lord to say, Lord, am I surrendering? Am I plowing? Am I planting seed? Lord, am I earnestly growing and desiring, knowing that, Lord, what I am doing today is going to impact my spiritual life tomorrow? And not just my spiritual life, how about all those around me? That changes the dynamic completely, church, from just cruise control, I'm in retirement, and I can't wait to get to heaven. Amen? Number two. Give God time to work. God works through seasons. We have one more day, uh, one more week, 10 more days roughly of summer. Praise God for summer. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 10 through 12, but we're about to have a reminder of a change of seasons. When God does something new in your life, getting back to the basics, though, of our spiritual life, is changes don't come necessarily in a moment. They do at times, but they often come over the process of time. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 10 says that God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which you have showed toward his name, and that you minister to the saints and do minister. And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end, that you be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. How do we inherit God's promises? Through faith and patience. God's doing a new work in many here in this room, and he wants to do a brand new work in all of us in here. But listen, it's not going to simply happen in one service. It's going to happen through faith and patience, but not a dead faith, a living faith. A living faith that says, Lord, I'm thankful for where I have been. I'm thankful for what you have done. But Lord, I know that you want to do a whole lot more through my life, my family, and this church and this body of believers to make an impact in this community. And so, Lord, I need to have a living faith. And as I have that living faith to begin to stretch my comfort zone. How do I stretch a comfort zone? I'll use an older story, but it does make a point. How many of us are creatures of habit? You could eat with the same people. You can hang out with the same people. You have that old routine again, church. What if God wants to break you out of those habits and out of those routines to begin to make some new relationships, some new connections in order to bring about some new spiritual growth into your life? And as you do that, you know what? God's going to do something wonderful in your life. But Lord, I'm comfortable, Lord. I'm happy in Jesus. Lord's like, I'm glad that you're happy in Jesus. But you know what? It's time to get out of the boat. It's time to get out of that comfort zone. And as you do, don't just tip your toe. And I wish I could show you a picture, but we did swimming this summer a whole lot. I won't show you the picture. But my five-year-old Emmy, she really took to swimming and likes a swimming pool. But what I think she liked the most is she liked splashing mom and dad with the water and doing the, the flop, you know, and getting us all wet. I think in our spiritual life, I think sometimes we'll try new experiences, we'll try something new, a little bit different, but then we get back into the boat and we get back to our comfort zone and we stop. And the Lord says, you know what? He understands, but it's time to jump out and stay out of the boat. 
I read something this morning or yesterday that the fish is not intended to be an aquarium of the saints. We're meant to be fishers of men. God has blessed us with an amazingly beautiful facility, church. I don't want it to be an aquarium, though. This building will not save one person. The only thing that God is going to be able to use to save people, and it won't be just this church, but it'll be a body of believers that get back to the basics of Christianity. To say, Lord, okay, I surrendered and I said the sinner's prayer 40, 50 years ago, 20 years ago, two months ago. But Lord Jesus, if even you at 33 years of age as the son of the living God had to surrender daily, Lord, I want to surrender daily. My dad used to say this. You know what? Some people, they can't remember when they got saved, but you know what? You should be able to remember the day that you died. I can't remember. It's been so long ago when I gave my heart to Jesus. Well, do you remember when you died died to self, died to sin, died to your will? Everyone should be able to remember that time. And I want to tell you, every day we have that opportunity to surrender and to submit to the Lord and to say, Lord, I want you to be Christ in me, the hope of glory. I want to be crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I will live, yet not I, but Christ will live in me. Lord, I want my faith to be stretched. Lord, I want to have patience and give you time to do something new in my life, Lord, in order that you could bring a spiritual harvest in Jesus' name. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35 and 36 says, Do not cast away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience, so that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. You have need of patience, so that after you do the will of God, you might receive the promise. You know what? When you begin to make those good choices, you begin to follow after the Lord and surrender. You begin to stretch your faith and get out of that boat. Give God time. Be patient and say, Lord, I want to keep at it and keep at it and keep at it. Why? Because as you do, you will begin to see a change. But sometimes it will not be for a long time. I've mentioned a few times that it's probably a couple years ago that my wife, Geraldine, drugged me out of the house to go walking with her. I didn't think I needed to go for a walk. I hated walking. The first month or two, my feet hurt like Dickens. I mean, every joint and my knees hurt everything hurt and I was like that husband who's like 10 yards behind my wife you know and it's probably funny when people drive by because they can tell whose idea this was <laughs> and she said we're going for a walk we're going for a walk I'm like oh no but my feet hurt my ankles hurt oh my knees hurt my back hurts she's like I've heard it all <laughs> it just hurts you know what I've learned something and this goes for every area of life of church it was a couple of months, two or three months of absolute torture. She would take me out in the rain. We've gone out in the snow. We've gone out in the wind. We've gone out in every kind of weather. And you know what? After two or three years, you know, it still hurts at times. But you know what? Now I just would never, I can't fathom not going for walks almost every day. In our walk with the Lord Church, God wants to do something new in your life. But for some, it's going to be like, well, don't just jump out of the boat and get back in the boat. No, when you jump out of the boat and say, Jesus, I want to surrender. I want to follow after you. Lord, I want my faith to be stretched in new areas, Lord. I don't want to live off of my old experiences. Lord, I want new daily challenges in my walk with you where I am growing and being stretched 
in Jesus' name. And Lord, not just for a week or two weeks or a month, Lord, I want it for the rest of my life to continue on and on and on in Jesus' name. Third, active daily trust in the Lord. Psalms 125 verse 1 through 2 says, Those who trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion, which cannot be removed, but abides forever. As the mountains are round about Jerusalem, so the Lord is around about his people from henceforth even forever. Those who trust in the Lord will be as Mount Zion. Now, Mount Zion's not nearly as big as Mount Rainier, but when you drive towards Olympia and see Mount Rainier, is that not a beautiful sight? That's a picture of what God wants his people to be like who trust in him. And every day, your trust level is going to be challenged. Can you trust the Lord? I want to ask this question. Election season will be coming up. Can you trust the Lord? Can you trust the Lord enough to not get all wrapped up in that? And to say, Lord, you know what? I've got my own spiritual life, the church's spiritual life, my family, my community, Lord. Lord, I want to trust in the Lord. And as I am trusting the Lord, you will make me like Mount Zion, immovable, stable like a rock in Jesus' name. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Number four, fresh daily input. Matthew chapter 6, verse 11 says, Give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. When I spoke about the title of this message, Back to the Basics, I'm reminded of Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 2 through 3, where God gave the children of Israel manna to eat every day for 40 years. It says in verse 2 of Deuteronomy chapter 8, it says, You shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and to test you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. And so he humbled you and allowed you to hunger. He fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you to know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Fresh daily input of God's word, church. Back to the basics. I'm not really into sports. I really don't really care about sports. You know why? Because they don't care about me. It's a waste of time, I feel like, but if you like it, God bless you. But I truly believe, church, for our spiritual lives, that if God's going to do a wonderful work in your life as an individual, not just for new believers, but for those who've been many years in the church, God is challenging you to fresh surrender. He is challenging you to stretch your faith and to have patience with that. Don't just give it a one try. Okay, I'm going to do one new thing today and then get right back to routine. No, he wants our faith to be stretched. Does that make sense? Yes. Our faith to be challenged. Our faith to be demonstrated. I think about our motorcycle group here that Pastor Tom and, and Bruce and different ones who go. Is your faith stretched and challenged when you go into those new groups? Does it get you out of your comfort zone just a wee little bit? I want to challenge us, church. What is God going to challenge you to do that's out of your comfort zone? Amen? Amen. Number three, then trust him. Oh, Lord, are you sure you want me to do that? Well, if it's godly, if it's biblical, if it's scriptural, it's the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Be like Mount Zion. Number four, 
keep in this book. Ask God for that daily bread, that spiritual food that will nourish you and develop your faith and strengthen your faith. And as you do that, church, you will see growth in your life as you fortify these basic elements of spiritual life and development. I close with this. Eleven years ago, when I became the lead pastor, I was deeply convicted about one area that God reminded me about. If you grow things in a greenhouse, if you have a good environment, do things grow? Uh Yeah, if you have a greenhouse, you plant the seed, you have good soil, you water it, guess what? Things grow in the greenhouse. How many of you want God to do something new spiritually in your life? Raise your hand. Your life is like a greenhouse. And God wants the environment changed And he says, get back to these basics. You know what? But I already know all this. I'm surrendered. I already have faith. And I'm already trusting. Really? I'm already doing all this. Really? No, no. Jesus never graduated, church. Paul the Apostle never graduated until the Lord called him home. God has greater things for us to do. I believe with all my heart that he wants to do something greater in your life and my life if we will accept the challenge in Jesus' name. Let's stand together. Lord, we thank you so much. Lord, for the new life, we thank you, Lord, for these that have committed their life, Lord, to serve you, and they followed you in the waters of baptism. Lord, I pray for a fresh baptism, Lord, for those who've been serving you for many years. Lord, there is new plans, new new horizons, Lord, you have new areas of obedience that you want us to walk in. And Lord, I just pray for a fresh baptism, Lord, that you would challenge each and every one of us in that area of surrender. Lord, that we would submit to you and follow after you joyfully, wholeheartedly. Lord, I pray that you would stretch our faith into new areas. Lord, forgive us for being willing to stay in our comfort zone. Jesus, you left the comfort of heaven to reach humanity. Lord, I pray that it would be said of Neighborhood Church in Central Park, Lord, that they left their comfort zone in order to reach their neighbors. Lord, I pray that you would strengthen our trust in you, our resolve in you. Lord, I pray that you would give us patience, Lord, not just to be sporadic and to make a change for one week or two weeks, but Lord, I pray that this would become a new way of life to say, Lord, When Caleb was 80 years old, Lord, he hadn't grown tired of serving you, but Lord, he had the strength and the vigor of a 40-year-old, Lord, and he said, give me that mountain. Lord, I pray from the youngest to the oldest saint in here, Lord, that you would deposit that spirit of trust and faith in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that you would increase our hunger for the word of God. Lord, that we would feed upon it daily, Lord, for you said that if your word abides in us, Lord, We will ask what we will, and it shall be done. Lord, I pray for your blessing upon the people of Central Park Neighborhood Church. Lord, I pray that you would keep your hand upon us. And Lord, as we are about to leave the comfort of this sanctuary, Lord, I pray that you would use us, Lord, to reach those who do not yet know you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you need prayer for anything, I would love the opportunity to pray for you, church. God bless you. Have a good afternoon. Greet one another as you leave. And we will see you hopefully Wednesday night at 6 p.m. for those who are able to make it. Have a good afternoon.